Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And today we are going to talk about the Week 13 waiver wire pickups. And also, good news for me, I got two teams heading to a big money championship game this week in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. So I'm very excited about that. We'll talk about that too. But in the meantime, here we go. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast, starring a guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship, Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. This is Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Week 13 is coming up. Actually, as I'm recording this, week 12 isn't even done yet because of the... um, the Ravens-Steelers game, which is going to happen tomorrow night. But uh, this waiver wire episode, uh, obviously the waivers uh, in most uh, leagues are not going to clear until Thursday, so you'll have plenty of time to implement any of these changes that we're talking about. But in the meantime, I'm in a pretty good mood right now because um, in the Fantasy Football Players Championship, I had two teams advance uh, into the playoffs, and the playoffs were week 12, and both those teams won. So I am now in the money game uh, for the first part of the tournament, which is very exciting. Um, that's great. Last year, I only had one team uh, that made it to the money game. But uh, anyway, that's um, that was pretty nice. And, uh, you know, it, it, one of the leagues, I was actually behind 80 to nothing after the Thursday games because he, he played a couple of big point getters, including Deshaun Watson and... Um, who else? Uh, I, I think Antonio Gibson. Uh, you know, so we had a lot of points, and uh, I just slowly came, just just was chugging out the pretty good performances for most of my team. And then I had Mahomes and Kelsey in the afternoon game, and that's when I took the lead. And then just added a little bit onto it, and ended up beating him by ten points. So I was pretty happy with that. And uh, and so now week thirteen is the championship game. Each of those games, if I win, I win fifteen hundred dollars. And then you go for the race to the finish. Uh, for the final three weeks of the season where you just try to score as many points as you can. And then based on how many points you score, uh, if, if you score enough, uh, you'll win additional prize money. So uh, that's pretty uh, that's pretty exciting. It's fun. Um, I did five leagues this year. I think in the future I would not do that many. That was a, a lot to maintain. Um, uh, my first year I did three. Uh, I kind of like going with maybe three going forward. Um a little bit easier to manage there. So, uh, so let's get to the waiver wire. So obviously, week thirteen has surprisingly some teams on by. You got both Tampa Bay and Carolina. So there's a lot of fantasy assets which are going to be idle this week. And um, you know, obviously, in when it comes to the championship game, I actually looked at the teams that are I'm going to be playing against, and really nobody has a large presence with either of those teams. Uh, so that. That's actually not surprising. I thought that would would end up being the case because even if you did end up making it to the championship game, uh, boy, I got to tell you to to be without you know Mike Evans or Tom Brady or you know um, or. Well, CMC, but he's injured, you know, um, but, uh, you know, DJ Moore, who is actually injured right now. Um, anyway not having those players available to you for a week 13 championship game uh, would definitely hinder your ability to win the big money. Uh, but we do have some bi-week players that I want to talk to you about and uh, really the, some, some great options on the waiver wire and a few key spots. So let's just get right to it. So let's talk about the quarterbacks. Um, I got to tell you, my number one quarterback pickup this week would be Kirk Cousins, who is only 40% rostered, but he's coming off two consecutive 300-yard, three-touchdown performances. 
And now he gets to face Jacksonville in week 13. Wow, that is an awesome matchup. That is great for Kirk. Now, obviously, the the risk always with the Minnesota Vikings is that it will become a Dalvin Cook game. Dalvin Cook will just run the ball 30, you know, 35 times. There won't be that much passing. That's always the risk with Kirk Cousins. But I think he's good. I think he would be a great choice to start this week, especially if you happen to stream the quarterback position. Um, other good options uh, that I really like, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's only 20% rostered. Um, he did well in place of the injured Tua. And it looks like Tua is going to sit again for week 13. Uh, he gets an excellent matchup against Cincinnati. So again, great option. I really like it. Go for it. Um, and uh, even uh, Philip Rivers, uh, who's only 33% rostered, has had two straight 20-point fantasy games. And that's against tough defenses. But this week, uh, he gets Houston. Much easier. A much easier defense for the quarterback. Uh, so again, three really good options for, for quarterback for uh, this critical week. Um, you know, even if you're not playing for a championship, chances are you got the uh, playoffs either starting week 14 or week, week 15. So you're jockeying for position. These are guys that you should uh, definitely look to if you are streaming the quarterback position or if you have Tom Brady out. You know, that's another, that's another reason why you would want that. Um, for running backs, very again, very thin. This is not surprising at this time of year, but there are a couple names I want to throw out there. The first one is Latavius Murray, who's only 60% rostered right now. So, you know, he, uh, you know, the chances of him being available in your league are, are relatively small, but check. You should check to see if, if he's there because he has been the primary back with Taysom Hill uh, running this offense. And I, and I got to say, man, New Orleans, just, just go and become a triple option team. That's what I really want to see. I mean, this, uh, that, that's basically what they're doing right now. I mean, what, Taysom, Taysom got like, what, 80 passing yards last week? Dude, just go full triple option on the, on the field. Put... Put, uh, you know, put Latavius Murray out as the fullback, put Kamara out as the halfback, you know, two tight ends. And, you know, you put Michael Thomas out there, too, on the edge. Uh, but go go with that sort of a lineup and just pound the ball on the ground. Um, now, uh, they do play Atlanta uh, this week, which is surprisingly tough against the run. I was actually shocked to see that they are eighth overall against the run for fantasy. Um but, you know, with the kind of volume that he got, he had 19 attempts uh, last week. Jeez, I mean, you, you just can't ignore that. You got to go and, and, and play Latavius in your flex if you have him or if you can get him. Um, I also do like Ito Smith, who uh, is only 1% rostered, so he's absolutely available in your league. Uh, he got uh, 12 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown, along with four catches for 10 yards. So he's over that 15 threshold. It does look like a 50-50 split with Brian Hill, um, although I do like the fact that he's getting uh, more targets. Edo Smith is getting more targets. And, uh, you know, obviously if Gurley is back, you wouldn't start him, but I'd get him on your roster for sure just in case Gurley is out. You know, Gurley has a, is notorious for not being able to make it through a full season. Um, he might have, uh, you know, he might be close to his limit at this point. So uh, I would definitely pick up, you know, Smith and add him to your roster. Um, I also am interested in DeAndre Washington, although I don't think you can start this guy. You know, the Miami backfield is a mess, a lot of injuries. As long as Miles Gaskin and, and Ahmed are out, I think he is a startable asset as a flex. He had uh, 13 carries and one target last week, so he's just under my threshold of 15, but I think he's still um, a, a definitely absolutely worth 
a roster spot right now. And who knows, you might drop him in two weeks. But, uh, you know, again, that it's, it's really slim pickings on the waiver wire right now at this point in the season. Now, for wide receiver, there's a couple of big names uh, that I do very much like, definitely worth roster ads. One is uh, potentially startable, again, as a flex. Uh, but the first one is Alan Lazard, who's only 39% rostered. Obviously, he's been out for a while. He had been out for a while, um, but he came back last week. Uh, he appears to be the number two target on this offense for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's got some great matchups coming up, including Philly in Week 13, Detroit in Week 14. So, um, you know, I think he's he's worth a roster at. I'm not sure I would start him. He's only averaging six targets a game right now, so uh, that's that's below my threshold for a receiver. Uh, that makes him basically a touchdown dependent receiver. Uh, so I don't want to actually start him, but I would put him uh, on my roster because you never know. He might start to get a, a larger share of the offense now that he's healthy. Uh, but the guy I really like for wide receiver, man, you definitely got to get this guy added. Uh, Sammy Watkins, only 44% rostered. Again, another guy that missed has missed most of the middle of the season because of an injury, but he came back last week, and he is the number three option on this high-powered uh, offense with Patrick Mahomes. You, you can't ignore that. You got to take advantage of that when you can get it. Um, you know, obviously he's behind Hill and he's behind Kelsey, but as a number three option, uh, you know, you can expect – Six to nine targets a game. That's pretty good. That that's that's a pretty good roster to have. This week, um, they they play Denver, and so I think there's I think Mahomes and that team is going to be on the field a lot because Denver doesn't have a quarterback. But um, you know they'll, they'll probably have one by this weekend. But even so, um, should be a good game. Positive game script, a lot of volume, and uh, Watkins. You can absolutely start him in a flex spot this week, no problem. Uh, so try to go get him. Um, let's see here for tight ends again. Tight ends very very thin as they usually are, but there are two names I want to talk to you about. Uh, Jordan Reed, who's only twenty four percent rostered, uh, he's gotten six targets in each of the past two games. Now last week he didn't do much with it; he only got two catches last week uh, for eighteen yards. That's not that good. Um, but you know, again for the team, he is the tight end option. He is the only tight end option, and um, you know. If he gets you a touchdown, it's worth it. It's worth starting him. So it depends on how desperate you are for a tight end. Um, but I think Jordan Reed is certainly worth a roster spot if you really need him. And and if you need to start him, I'm not sure I could start him. But, you know, if you don't have anyone else, shoot. You got to – I mean, like if you got Gronk on your team, if you've got uh, – uh, you know, who else would be the tight end? Well, I guess that's really the only tight end that you would actually be starting – uh, I think he'd be good as a fill-in. Uh, also, Trey Burton, um, who is, again, very low volume. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's only averaging maybe five targets a game. So, again, he is totally a touchdown-dependent option, but he has gotten touchdowns in each of the past two games. That's not nothing, man. I mean, that's, that's definitely worth something. And he gets uh, Houston in week three. I'm sorry, he gets Houston in week 13, so it's a nice matchup. Um and again, I think he's worth rostering for sure. And, uh, you know, again, if you're desperate, start him. You know, I, I, I think you can do that. Uh, finally, let's talk about defenses. And there's a couple of great streaming options for defenses. Um, a couple of these I'm going to try. I'm trying to get for one of my leagues because somehow, somehow in one of my tournament leagues, I somehow ended up with Tampa Bay and Carolina as my defenses. I'm like, how did I let this happen? I knew they were both off on week 13. So I have no defense and I have no kicker because I... <laughs> 
at the kicker too for each of those teams. So obviously I'm going out and I, I'm making all these bid offers. And, and you know, here's the thing, man, there's still awesome options available for both of those positions. Super easy to get. I only have two fab dollars left. I'm doing $1 on six different defenses and I'm doing $1 on six different kickers. I should get at least one of them. So we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, here's two two names that you need to consider. Now, Las Vegas, all right, 9% rostered, got their butts handed to them last week, by surprisingly by Atlanta. And I, I think the Atlanta defense is better than we give them credit for. Uh, but uh, I got to tell you, um, they get the Jets in week 13. I got no problem starting the Las Vegas Raiders if you want to start them. Uh, I think that's a great matchup. Obviously, um, the Jets are the gift to keep on giving for fantasy. Uh, so uh, I got to tell you, um, uh, absolutely worth a pickup and a start this week. Great matchup. Uh, likewise, Minnesota, um, who has been playing pretty well defensively. They've been much better. Uh, they get Jacksonville. Wow. You know, again, the two best teams to play against for defenses are two lightly rostered teams. Minnesota is only 52% rostered. Las Vegas is only 9% rostered. So easy to get at least one of these guys for this week. And uh, uh, in both these cases, you can expect a ton of turnovers. And that's how you make your, that's how you make your butter in, uh, in, as far as your defense goes. You need turnovers. And uh, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for both these defenses to do that. So, so there you go. So that's it, man. So that's, that's it for uh, the week 13 waiver wire. So again, you probably have until um, uh, Wednesday night to get your waiver wire in place. Waivers will clear on the third. So that's, that's uh, Thursday. And so you got plenty of time so you can look at what's available and also just see what's out there. You know, uh, again, people are going to uh, there, there's still some key fantasy players that are going to be on by this week. So that means there's going to be players falling off into the waiver wire that maybe you wouldn't expect. And those are guys you could pick up before the weekend, right? They'll, they'll, they'll fall onto the waiver wire on Thursday when the waiver's clear. Check the waiver wire on Thursday. Just see who's available there. Um, in, in one of my leagues, I, I found uh, Damian Harris sitting on the waiver wire. So, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always wary to start the you know the New England backfield, but I I'd certainly pick him up if he was available. But that's just an, an example. I see this every week, man. So you got to check your waiver wire after the waivers clear as well. So uh, I will be back on Thursday with Swami. We're going to be talking about obviously the Week 13 matchups, and uh, he can uh, make fun of me as to how he beat me in the 94 Rock League, which I just can't cut a break for anything <laughs> differently. There was. Uh, this is just how my season's going, man. It's like it doesn't matter how many points I score. Uh, I, I get I get beat in, in my friends league. Okay, the one I've been in forever. Uh, I put up I put up over 150 points right now. Still one player to go. I still have uh, DeAndre uh, from from Pittsburgh still to play, and um, you know so I, I'm I'm projected to get like 167 points. Wow, that's great. That's the second highest point scored in the league this week. But the guy I'm playing against happened to be the uh, a guy who played both Derrick Henry and Tyreek Hill against me. So he already has he has 200 points. So I got to score. <laughs> the only way this happens um, is if this guy does what Tyreek Hill did and gets me like 50 points. That's the only way I can win this game. Um, but it's just like, uh, how many games is it going to happen this this year that I score 
over 160 points and lose. It's happened so many times. It is very frustrating. But like I said, I'm in a great mood. I got two teams going to a championship game for big money. And I tell you what, I'm going to win them both. It's going to happen. I'm going to win two championships this year in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. So uh, that's that's what I'm working on right now. Um, and so hopefully things go my way for week uh, for week 13. So thank you very much for watching. You know, uh, uh, if you have any questions about these players or any other players, uh, please leave a comment down below. Please like and subscribe. I do appreciate that. And, uh, you know, uh, now that the fantasy season, well, it's not winding down. We got the playoffs happening, uh, but we're going to start looking ahead to next year as well. Kind of reviewing what happened this past year with, uh, you know, who were guys that, that I really liked that did terrible, who were guys that I liked and did really well, you know, um, that sort of thing. What, what were the conditions? This was, this was a weird year for fantasy football. It was, it was very tough. And, um, so, you know, we're, we're going to, uh, you know, talk about how it will be different next year. Next year will be post-COVID. It'll be much more back to normal. We'll have a preseason again. We'll be able to see these players a little bit better and make a little bit better determination as to who we should target and who we shouldn't. And that's something we didn't get this year. So uh, anyway, thank you very much for watching. I do appreciate it. Have yourself a great Fantasy Week 13. Good luck out there for anyone playing for a championship this week. And I will talk to you again on Thursday. Have a good one, everybody.